When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a Peabody Award-winning journalist who has spent decades covering the Supreme Court and legal affairs for National Public Radio. Her new book is Dinners with Ruth. Please welcome Nina Totenberg. <laughs> so lovely to have you on. You are, a, you are a national treasure of America's radio soundscape Thank over you. on NPR. But now, I can't believe... I find this hard to believe, but now you have written your first book after all this time. Your first book. (laughs) It's called Dinners with Ruth. It's available now. And it is about your relationship over the last 50 years with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's awesome. Thank you. And? And it it has a longer title. It says, A Memoir on the Power of Friendships. And it's not just about Ruth and me. It's about the women of my generation who came up when we weren't trying to break a glass ceiling. We were just trying to get a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Have you gotten to the ladder yet? And so it's about my friends, other friends besides Ruth, male and female, mm-hmm. and my late husband and my now and forever husband, if one hopes. Mm-hmm. And so it's about a life of friendships, especially the most famous of them, is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, and how did y'all... How did y'all first become friends? Uh, I was brand new, assigned to cover the court. And I picked up this brief. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. It turned out to be... It was her first brief in the Supreme Court. So she's not out. a justice at this point. No, she was a professor at Rutgers Law School. And she had written this brief that argued that women are covered by the 14th Amendment guarantee to equal protection of the law. And lo and behold, for the first time ever, the Supreme Court bought it. But I didn't understand it. So I called her up and I got an hour-long lecture. I ended up sort of like a goose whose liver was now ready for foie gras. <laughs> she just jammed the jammed all this down stuff your throat? In. Right. Well, you, you, you had to balance being the friend of a justice with covering the Supreme Court. 
How delicate of a balance was that, and did you always get it right? Um, we got it right all except once when she didn't want to at me to ask her about what she, the mean things she said about Trump, and I said, I'm sorry, Ruth, but I, I have to ask you. That's my job. Sure. And she was very cognizant of that to the point that my husband, who's a, a, a surgeon, um, was a medical confidant for her, and I didn't know what was going on when she was getting sicker. And at one point, she called me from the ICU after she had been operated on for lung cancer, and I'm waiting to do a TV hit. Mm -hmm. And she calls, I'm, we're in the restaurant, and she says, Nina, it's Ruth. I'm sitting here having a better consomme than I have any right to expect in a hospital. <laughs> P.S. She had a chest tube in. And she said, and I'm calling because I wanted you to know why I had forbidden David to tell you what was going on. Mm. And it was because I didn't want you to be trapped between your obligations as a journalist and your friendship for me. And that is the way we always operated. We each knew that we had a different role. And because she wasn't a member of Congress, and she wasn't, didn't work at the White House, and she wasn't running for office, the rules were fairly clear. Well, you've said that uh, being, quote, a witness to history is an elegant way of saying that I am a gossip. That's true. All right. <laughs> That's true. So let's dish, OK? <laughs> Chief Justice Roberts, in the past week, Chief Justice Roberts and Elegana Kagan have expressed opposite views on how decisions affect the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. So where do you come in? Do you think the court has an innate legitimacy that should be respected, or do they have to earn it through the value of their decisions? Well, I think they do have to earn it, and they have earned it. And we're at a, you know, we're at a very important tipping point for the court. Well, what do you make of the people who call into question the court's legitimacy at this point? Because it's so divorced from the will of the people, given how the court was well, constructed over the know, last decade. You know, we can decade. have a long conversation about what the role of the court is. It's to interpret the Constitution. But it, this is a court that's more conservative than any court in, I think, probably 90 years. And it's also what one scholar called the YOLO court. You only live once. And some of these folks, um, some of these folks act as if they're going to be gone tomorrow because they're grabbing cases like there is no tomorrow. How does Roberts, what, behind closed doors, he, he seems uh, publicly um, quite determined to keep the idea that the court is an apolitical institution. Um, and that there is amity in the court. Behind closed doors, what do you hear as somebody who reports on the court? I think after the leak in the abortion case, the court is very, uh, not a happy place. It's always, to one extent or another, a somewhat dysfunctional family, but they have to live together for the rest of their professional lives, and they make the best of it. I'm not sure they're making the best of it at the moment. There was a time when even people who had vastly different uh, judicial views got along very well. Here's Antonin Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg on a trip together in India. Do you think, what was their friendship like? They were very close and respectful friends, even though they disagreed 
not all the time, but in some of the biggest issues, they disagreed. And, and anybody, I mean, I loved Nino Scalia, as he was known. He was my friend, too. And in that picture, you'll see, uh, where's the picture? Again? I'll get it out here. So the picture. So you'll see he's in front of her. And so I once interviewed them. It's my favorite interview I ever did. I did it on stage of the two of them for about an hour and a half. And I asked them about that picture. And he said he was in front of her because of seniority. And she said that she thought it had something to do with the distribution of weight. <laughs> Dinners with Ruth is available now. Nina Totenberg, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.